Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another snowy apocalyptic Saturday with the Weekly Dish. <laughs> that was quite the intro. Oh, yes. <laughs> it feels like the last couple Saturdays. I'm Stephanie Hansen, sorry. That's, You're Stephanie March. This is what happens, yeah. You're wearing your very cute, still kicking sweatshirt today, as right. I just might add, with the gold lettering. Yes, because I'm going to FitFest after this, and I will be there. I will be there to get some acupuncture. I'm not going to lie. And then I, uh, I'm going to run around and do a bunch of stuff. And then I'm hosting a healthy-ish happy hour that starts at 1 p.m. And you can just get tickets to that if you wanted to. Oh. Like, you don't even have to even go to FitFest. You can just go hang with me and we can drink uh, Botanical Kettle One vodka drinks. Is at, that uh, who's sponsoring your healthy, happy-ish happy hour? It is true. It is true. I Have you had those? Beyond. They're just Love fresh them. and lovely. They were one of my top twos last summer. The Grapefruit and Rose. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I have liked flavored vodkas in the past. I kind of liked the absolute ruby red. I do like grapefruit. Yep. Those are another level for me. They're just fresh. And they're like a hint of taste, a hint of smell, a hint of flavor, not like overpowering. Yeah. And that grapefruit rose with the Fentiman's elderflower tonic. Oh, that might be too much for me. Oh, no. But I hear you. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, I think that there's a sweetness that you, so you don't have to, the whole point is like you don't add sugar to your drinks. You know, you don't need to have sugary, you know, drinks. And then the whole vodka soda that people tend to drink when they're trying to have a drink but without a lot of calories gets a little boring after a while. So that's what these are sort of made for. And I think, you know, I mean, I'm not the biggest vodka person, which is actually why it's good that I'm doing this because I just sort of am exploring and having a journey. So it's kind of fun. So anyway, that's at one o'clock and it's next door at the graduate, I think at the Commons Hotel, the bar. Oh, that's so, a cool hotel too. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's five bucks if you want to just come hang out. So I know the dabbler, the winter beer dabbler is happening today too. So if maybe you're on your way, you're pre-gaming for the dabbler. The dabbler. How fun is the dabbler? And I don't that know. it's a snowy, wintry day makes it fun. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah. at the state fair, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, the state fair. I haven't been to one in a long time. If you're going to have a winter dabbler... And Matt Canavan, the owner of the Dabbler, would probably completely disagree with me. <laughs> but bring on the snow. Well, he's a little cantankerous. So. Oh, and he was like trying to tell me once. He was explaining to me how hard it is to set up like tents and to get this thing ready when you're dealing with mounds of snow. Yeah. So I do feel for you, but fun. I know. Very, very fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a good idea. I don't um, know. Do people still go to beer fests anymore? I feel like that was like the peak. What? what? Come on, Sour Sally. That's not a, that's a question. That's not a Sour Sally. That's an actual question. People stop doing a lot of things. I think people still go to beer festivals. How many farm dinners have you been to in the last year? Oh my gosh. Is that a good analogy? That's a slapback and a well, smart one. I mean, seriously. Because you're right. A, and, I'm, and I watch it because we have events and we plan things. And I'm like, no, people aren't going anymore to farm dinners. They just think of how many we had at one point. Like and they were so all fun. over the place. Oh, I know they're wonderful things. I love them. I'm just saying, people get tired of things fast. I don't know. Um, do you remember the like white dinners? Yeah, th- and the see white again, picnics, the there was a couple of those, dinners. and there's there's still one that happens every year, but I don't know if they're doing the multiple that they used to do. Well, how about that? Like just hearkening back to summer for a second, since it's so wintry out. Do you remember that Walker dinner where they had just one gigantic long table? It was so cool. Yes, that was a farm. T- that was a farm dinner. Yes, that was and a, like that all was the a chefs, to farm. Oh, that was such a good dinner. I know. And I'll never ever forget the dinner in the Elgin Farms mm-hmm. barn. Yep. Where I ate the pig's ear and yep. spit it out into my napkin, and the chicken came and scratched it right out of my lap. Yeah. Or you dropped it on the floor. I don't think she jumped into your lap. I was hidden in my napkin. 
Well, I thought it dropped on the floor. Because I, I, like, put my napkin up to my yeah. mouth to spit it out in because I wasn't going to swallow it because it was nasty. There's a lot of, I mean, there's still farm events, that's for sure. You know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, for Common Ground, we did one last year, and that was just to get people out to talk about the farm and do that kind of thing. And they're smaller. It's just that we don't have those giant, you know, big, long, and, and of course, uh, oh, God, what is it? The original one, which I can't, just totally, something in the field, is... Uh, oh, um it just totally left my brain. I in had the it field, and then yeah. it's gone. But um, anyway, the original one still comes to Minnesota every once in a while and does, you know, a season of it. But it is funny. It's like, think of that. And then I think, well, I mean, our beer sampler sort of things the same way. I mean, you outstanding have, in the field. There it is. Uh, they have that same, you know, sort of like fervor. And then it's sort of maybe the tourists only go anymore. And I mean, that's could be the, what the dabbler is all about. I don't know. I'm just saying I haven't been in a long time, so I don't know. Well, and this is maybe not a very kind observation but maybe we've just aged out well no absolutely but i also noticed i that hope our producer who's much younger is laughing i'm actually going for my first time for my okay, friend's see? birthday so i'm going to the winter dabbler good today. for you <laughs> and hopey you've been our producer for two years i yes. think we should just take a minute oh, to thank, thank you, you. For oh, thank you. <laughs> putting up with the crazy town. I love and it. Doing such a good job hosting all of our podcast stuff. Thanks, Hope. So I'll report back about the dabbler to yeah. see. Do it. I want to know, too, what the average age is. Okay. Well, I mean, it's for sure younger. <laughs> I mean, Do I don't think? doubt that. I, think I don't think that there's a lot of, like, 50-year-old dudes hanging out. <laughs> But what I do think, I mean, those guys would be the beer. But even those guys, like, that's my thing is, like, if they're the beer loyalists, like the super huge nerds, right, then are they the ones who are going to be at the the same, I mean, it's the same beers every time or I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. It's interesting. On to something else, okay. just random, that I'm wondering if it's time that this is maybe, what did you say, aged out or have yeah. we aged out of beer fest? Have we aged out of the beard? As a society, as a, are you talking us? We have aged like culture. The I beard. just am wondering. I am seeing a lot of beards, and okay, fine. We had the like bear thing. We had the uh, lumber sexual thing. Now we're in winter and hunting. You know, people grow beards. But there are men just grow beards. You men. can say men. <laughs> I think in this case, yes, it's not uh, women grow beards too. But yeah. that's because of our menopausal yeah. problem. Yeah. Um. I'm just like, come on. Some of these beards have A, been on their faces too long. B, they're not like kempt or clean or. Okay, here's let me let me take your question and then actually take it one. Like, let me just like metaphysical it up for a second, please. Why? Who do women dress for? Themselves. So then is it possible that men are just wearing beards for themselves? And if they enjoy it, what does it matter if you think anything of it? Oh, well, that is a metaphysical That's what quandary. I'm saying. I've heard a couple of people who women get like, and I, and like, if you're married to someone with a beard and there's a physical thing that you're dealing with, you get to have that opinion. But as far as us having an opinion, <laughs> if men should stop having beards, wouldn't you just be angry if they said to you, women should stop wearing skinny jeans? Wouldn't that just fire you up? I or whatever. Or boots. How about boots? Oh, boots are lifesavers. See? So what if they said, I'm so sick of women wearing boots. I wish, I mean, it's time for women to stop wearing boots. Okay. Wouldn't you be angry? No. Yes, you would! You <laughs> would too, you big liar! Okay, but here's the thing. You're acting like, I mean, the beard thing is fashion. It's it a, is it, man fashion. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of things to experiment with. They've got hair, maybe tattoos, earrings, a little bit of clothing. 
I don't know. They don't have makeup and all of that stuff to transform their look like women do. I just feel like. So that's exactly. You're making my same point. <laughs> so are boots. All of those this reasons the story are applying of my life. for boots. We have a fight. That's not really a fight. It's not really a fight. It's, this, we're saying the it's same thing. It's just a thing. discussion. Hope our producer's laughing. Yeah. Story of our lives. Anyway. But that's interesting. Did you, uh, yeah, okay, so I'm over the beards. Okay. And just, there you, can, you go. But, and your husband doesn't have one, so. No, he has three hairs, Manny, Moe, and Jack. And maybe as he's aged, he's gotten like Larry and Harry. Okay. <laughs> so there's five now. Okay, I like that. That's a cute. Yeah, he was, there used to be some commercial in Las Vegas, like some auto parts place. I almost don't even think of the beard thing anymore. Like, I don't think of it as a thing. It's just there's dudes who have them and do so. It's like long hair. Girls, some girls have long hair. Some girls have short hair. Yeah. It's sort of like a non- see the guy. That looks like he shouldn't have a beard. But then you also see the woman who has like a freaking mullet. And you're True. like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> there was a woman the other day walking down the street. And we I had call to those stare, shallots. And I almost wanted to like actually take a photo of it because I was like, man, that is a that is a hardcore and not like an ironic mullet. That was a real mullet. Yeah. Sometimes, too. You know, there is just the worst haircut you've ever seen where it looks like someone took just a scissors randomly to someone's short hair. Have you seen these? And then they're usually, it's like they're jagged all over the place, but it's on a really short haircut. I don't know. And it's Maybe. supposed to be like a style. But like sort of like, like sort of choppy. Yeah. Like super short though. Oh. And it just looks like, uh, okay, I hope you didn't pay someone to go at you with those scissors because there's like no rhyme or reason to the hair. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It happens. Okay. Sometimes you see it and you just think, whoa, all right. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I have done like the extreme hair ever, you know, in my past. I have, in the high school, I had like that skater boy thing where I had like the long front. Oh my God, so did I. Yeah, Shaved I know. up the 1980, back. right? Something. I had a long tail. I had two of them. See? <laughs> wow, Padawan. <laughs> Braided. I know. I did not have, uh, and then I went super short and did the pixie cut. You know, like the super short cut. That was I a mistake. I just did bald. Yeah, you just did bald. <laughs> bald and then you just chose desperately bald. trying to grow hair. Oh, God. Someone said to me the other day, because I celebrated my eight years of being cancer free. And someone said, oh, you looked so cute when you had the short hair. I was like, really? I don't know. Isn't it funny, though? Yeah, I yeah, know. I have a friend who, same thing. She was like saying how people were commenting that, oh, your hair is so cute when it was shorter and like fluffier. And she's like, that was chemo hair. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you, you don't, don't actually get, get that, that back. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Shorter that was that was the poison coming out of my body. And I'm yes. Like, okay. Good enough. Yeah. It actually changes the shape of your hair follicle. Yeah. So that's, that's why your hair gets curly when it comes out. Yeah. It takes so long to get all that crap out of your body. I know. And so many people reached out to me this week that have been diagnosed. So I if know. you're out there, a, a get your boobs checked. Yeah. B if you've been diagnosed and you want to reach out to me anytime, I will take the time to talk to you because it's still there. We still haven't cured cancer. Doesn't that seem weird? Yes, for and all I have... the things we can do in the universe and all of the progress people have made and all the awesome research, we're still dealing with this. Yeah, I know, and I we have someone in our extended family who's dealing with a stage four situation, and I just you know just. Nothing but love out to all those people who are yes. just dealing with a prognosis that is not what you thought it would be. No. So love and light, people. Love and light. All right. We have uh We're actually show. extending a, a call a discussion about hair in just a second. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. All right. We're having a great show here. We've got a lot of great things planned. A few dribs and drabs. We're gonna talk a little bit about the movies. Uh, but the big thing is we have Yes. We have Justin Sutherland coming in, uh, who was on Top Chef. 
and I can I can say was, but still is as far as the show goes. We had some dramatic things happen this last week, but we also have Kelsey and Sarah, the queens of the South, calling in so we can talk to all of them. And we're going to roll that into the Ask Stephanie portion and let you guys ask questions, too. So be prepared for that. 651-641-1071 if you want to ask questions or Stephanie's Dish or at Steph March. You yeah. can find us also on the Weekly Dish Show page. We'll be right back. Do you need a PPC for your AC ASAP? Say that five times fast. That's a peak performance check for your air conditioner to make sure it's handling this summer heat. At Aquarius Home Services, we know your AC has been working really hard. It's been a hot summer with more hot days yet to come. For only $29, get a peak performance check and get the most from your AC this summer. Stay cool and worry-free with a $29 PPC on your AC. We're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. Um, Let's kind of extend this weird discussion about hair, but not really. A little bit. Uh, We have to talk about dun-dun-dun salad fork gate. Actually, comb. Salad comb gate. Should we call I, it Combgate? Forkgate. What should we call it? I'm sitting at my <laughs> phone. I don't know what I was doing yesterday. And all of a sudden, my Huffington Post notification comes up. Yeah. And here is, I took a screenshot Did of it. Did you really? Uh, here is what it said. Because I was like, what on earth is happening? Here was the headline. Amy Klobuchar screamed at an aide and then ate her salad with the comb. Once the Minnesota senator finished her meal, she demanded her aide clean off the comb she had used as a makeshift fork. Can we just say the Twitter sphere blew up with salad with salad comb? Like literally, there were so many great like memes and stuff going back and forth on Twitter that it cracked me up for like the afternoon that I was on deadline and stayed at the office now because to like six o'clock last night because I had to because you were reading about salad comb. (laughs) Yeah, but so so basically, we know that. You know, Klobuchar has been under scrutiny for being apparently sort of a tyrant at work, <laughs> a, a lady boss, a Corella Deville, if you will. And this is not about politics in my mind, because I think the weirdest part about this thing is that they use this this sort of example of and it was from 11 years ago. And I mean, time is time. I don't necessarily care, but of her being on a plane and then needing to eat a salad, not having a fork and whipping out her, <laughs> her comb from the purse and having it be this thing of like, isn't that horrible? And what kind of comb was it? What kind of comb was There's it? There's like on either nine comb types and they're like, which type of comb was it? And could you eat a salad with this type of comb? The all purpose comb, the handled comb, the pick comb, <laughs> the rat tail comb, the folding comb. I, I, I mean, if it's a pick comb, what difference is it? Honestly, than an actual fork. I mean, actually, some of those combs. Here's the question. They were like, this is another thing in the ear of the ass. I said, uh, you know, they're like, I don't know why she wouldn't just like dip into it with her fingers as if that was like some way better and more logical response to eat your entire salad with your hands. OK. And have you ever been in this situation? I can tell you I've eaten a comb. I've eaten a salad with a pen with a pen. Oh, yeah. I've eaten a salad with a plastic knife. I've eaten a salad with sunglasses. Literally, okay, you're, you, I'm going to do an expose and I'm going to have this entire like article about how dare you eat your salad with a pen. I, I honestly, 651-641-1071. That's what struck me about this is while it's so ridiculous, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I, I'd use a comb. Like I've eaten salad with a lot of weird things. 
So the whole thing is like the grossness of finding, of like digging around in your purse and finding one because people are saying how, you know, God knows what, like greasy hair, dandruff, and you it's know, your greasy hair. I, it's well, your dandruff flakes. But it's my your thing skin. is like, it takes. A, they didn't say whether or not she quickly wiped it off, or maybe it was a new comb. No, or she maybe, gave it to the aide. Well, afterwards, but off. afterwards, right? Afterwards, they're saying she did it. So and like then that's supposed to be this like. Like horrible thing against humanity. I don't. I just felt that was so strange. Felt like I was in the twilight zone. I feel a couple of things. Like a somebody's got an axe to grind with her. Well, clearly. B. She maybe was a really aggressive lady boss at work and a tyrant. I don't know. I didn't work for. There have been things that I've heard, as I'm sure other people have. But like, how many men bosses are tyrants too? Like, is this a sexist thing or is it just? I, do you hold women to different standards? Like, I guess if she really did ask an aide to rinse off her comb, that might be like kind of above and beyond. I'd probably rinse off my own pen, my own comb, my own sunglasses that I just used as a shovel to get the food in. But, you know, whatever. It's yeah. hysterical that we're just like dissecting. Haven't you ever eaten with something weird? I'm trying to think. I usually I usually do eat with my hands. I mean, quite honestly. Yeah, and I've eaten with my hands, too. Uh, I would probably, yeah, I probably, and I, pick? But, yeah, I would just, I would totally pop and pick because I do eat with my hands all the time. Actually, I've eaten with like a paper cup that I have ripped off to like make a scoop. Oh, that's my children <laughs> do that all the time with applesauce. That lid is a spoon. Oh yes, yeah. Or else they just put, throw the cup into their face completely. Maybe I would have done that if it was a bowl. I don't know. Like, have you, yeah, where you just literally lift it to your face yes. and stick your face in? I've yeah, done that too. done that too. I eat in my car a lot. I do. See, I don't eat in my car as much, but I do know that that is, you know, I just, I thought that that was a strange idea that that was so incendiary and then asking you to wash the comb, like, was like beyond. I just sort of was like, I would, as a food person, I'd be like, yeah, dude, I'll totally <laughs> eat with I my got, comb. Yeah, like eat yeah. with your comb and then do you need one my comb? I have a comb probably. <laughs> Or maybe like, you know. And you would. You would be like, hey, I have another. I, I literally would. If I saw you and you're like, oh, I need this out. I need a thing. I'd be like, well, okay. I have um, I have this badge. This like, you know, you can and use you this credit card. you always have a magazine. Oh, I've eaten with the credit card. Yeah. You always have a magazine in your car too. And you can like fold it up and make a total like right like now. a little spoon. A you are making a spoon. I am making a spoon. Out of a piece of paper. piece of paper. I like, know. hello, that works until the paper gets limp. Why aren't we championing her for being resourceful? Resourceful. Yes, that's creative, the kind of president we creative, want. Resources. Creative problem solving. And then to ask someone to get you, is that the same thing of like, did she just ask that same person, you know, hey, can you get me a stapler for this pile of paper? What's the difference in that request for like, get me a stapler versus can you wash this comb that I've just eaten off of? You know, it's a really interesting thing because I've been a boss of a lot of people. Yeah. I have never, and... I honestly, someone listening will be like, oh, no, you were my boss and you asked me to do this. Yeah. Like, I could never ask someone to get me a cup of coffee. I could never ask someone to do some of those. We'll just call them kind of I don't want to say menial tasks. because It assumes that they're not worth doing. But I was very uncomfortable asking people to do things or get things for me like that kind of personal thing. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. And I think that that's a good thing. I think that it's okay as long as you're also willing to do them. My point as always being a leader was I would say, hey, can you go out and grab like these six things or whatever? And then I would say, okay, I'm going to go out and grab these six things. So as long as I was also doing those tasks in turn, 
I never felt bad about I never felt that it was my place asking them to do it was right. a forced thing because I would get coffee for people. I, you know, I ran and got coffee for Andrew Zimmern when it wasn't like I was when he was in the mix with us at the thing. But it wasn't because I thought, OK, I he's above me and I'm below him and I need to get him coffee. Yeah, it was. I know where the coffee is and I'm here and I can get it. And he's about to go on stage versus and then there are times where he's like, do you want me to grab you a bottle of water? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And like those kind of things with Lori and Julia, if they say like Julia will say, can you go get me something like I totally would. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I know. And that's what I was trying to get at with this whole thing. It was just it was interesting to me that it that blew up. And I just thought I, I. you know, let's not have any video cameras or people reporting on the things that we do because and we who would knew be there's in nine types of combs. I know that you could eat with. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and like that just sort of turns the whole goodie comb into like this makeshift, you know, the pocket, the back pocket goodie comb for the eighties. I mean, that was like a weapon too, in my mind. Like oh, if yeah. I, someone was coming at me, I was going to whip out the goodie, goodie comb <laughs> and like poke them in the eyeball. <laughs> it was like going to be a blunt object in which I could defend myself. Uh, we have a caller on the line. I think we should we maybe take, take a break yep. and then we'll take it um, on the. Oh, you want to take oh, we, it right now? Yeah, okay, take it now. Alex, we have Justin coming up. All right, Alex, we're going to take it. Okay. What's your answer? What's your question? We got to wrap up quick, but I want to hear your okay. story. I just, I used to have this boss that had short man syndrome that would ask everybody to do these really remedial tasks. Like he would, we would be standing next to the copier and he would hand me something and say, can you make 10 copies? <laughs> Oh my God, that is the worst. Total power play. Like, Thank you, you, Alex. Kidding me? Yes. Awesome. Worst boss ever. I know. All right. Well, right. yeah, let's take a quick This break. is a food show. We're yeah. going to talk about food. I swear we'll get to it. Uh, we Justin can talk Sutherland's about food. Salad is back. important. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Anything else you need to talk about? Time once again for Stephanie Hansen's Dribs and Drabs. I mean, it's all kind of little dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs. Huh. We're going to talk about some dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs are when, like, maybe it's not a full conversation, but there's things that have happened in the foodie news that I would like to discuss or weigh in on. We already kind of covered topic one, which was the weirdest thing you've ever eaten with. I'm getting a lot of blowback from eating with a credit card. But, you know, sometimes you have to um, do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Here's the trend that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Vintage tableware and grandma's china is making a comeback in restaurants and homes. So a lot of the restaurants locally kind of went through the whole 70s pottery thing like Bar Brigade and Young Joni. But now we're seeing what I credit um, Jamie Malone at uh, her restaurant, Grand Cafe Minneapolis with vintage china. Yes. So like pieces that are mixed and matched. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having like a dinner party of eight and you've only got a serving of six, like how to mix everything and match everything. And with everyone doing the condo, Marie Kondo yeah. cleaning, like the the stores are just full of this stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have old china or vintage plates or dishes? Yeah. I mean, I use the, uh, I use the turkey plates that I have everything skipping yeah. and I bring those out and those are old china pieces. I have Christmas plates. Yeah. But that's, I don't have any others, but I, but I mean, I guess I have pieces. I have small things. I have a lot of silver 
from my mom yep. and from oh, I love the family. Silver. And so, yeah, I bring out the silver tray or I bring out the pitcher yep. kind of things. But I think that they've been doing that for years. I mean, I think even Diane Yang, you know, at, at Spoon and Stable, she had, you know, like a little vintage thing plate that she would serve, you know, little desserts mm-hmm. on and things like that. So I think that there's, I think it's been around in little bits and pieces for a while, but I like that it's getting the attention. And there's a lot of it apparently on Etsy. Have you ever, I've searched there. I saw just recently these um, mother of pearl not cheese knives that the handles were yeah. just exquisite. Do you do that? Cause I only ever want to search for that stuff in person. I'm not an online shopper for that kind of stuff. I mean, I buy online a ton of things, but like that kind of stuff, it's almost the thrill of the hunt and discovery for me. So like I have to go to antique shops or Goodwill and that kind of stuff. That's how I find that thing. It can be both for me. Like yeah. if I'm looking for something specific, um, Oh, Kurt bought me for the van, these vintage 1970s plastic, Heller, I think, is who made them. They're bright yellow. Yeah. Bowls, plates, cups. And they're just so adorable. And Succotash locally, like she has such cool vintage dishes in her place. Yeah. Um, my problem is, is I buy these vintage things and then I'm afraid to use them, which is dumb. Yeah. No, that is just, dumb. If something gives you joy, use it. Um, so, yeah, I will also call out, too, if you have like silver pieces, either silverware or old serving pieces, Julia Moss at Julia Moss Designs on Hennepin Avenue. She can dip them into different colored. It's not enamel. I don't know what it's called, but it's she like dips a polymer. Them, and then you can use them as serving pieces yeah. or as like vases or find creative uses I for them. Quite embrace that because I love my silver. Like I like the silver is so beautiful. I don't know. I haven't quite got to that point where I want it to be not silver. I had like a couple of random trays. Yeah, a random candy dish a little creamer thing that reminded me of my mom, but I never used it. Mm-hmm. So when I did it yeah. and it had it colored, I've used it 10 times more. I would say if you're looking for these kind of things, you don't have them in your past and you're looking for them. And if you do want to go hunting and feel the tactile nature of it, uh, go to hunt and gather. Oh yeah. That's hunt and gather is one of my favorite places to go. And they have, you know, it's not super expensive. It, it is a, like a treasure hunter's paradise and they have a whole bunch of like knives and great silverware in the back and little trays all over the place and i mean it's just fun and how about just the goodwill downtown well any good that big one where you pay by the pound they always have lots of dishes there i have not been to that one in so long lots of dishes i always I w- hit the one out in moisetta just because it's just as good. yeah i regret i just saw these really cute like moose cups yeah. that i did not buy and i just regret it i still think about them they were so cool and then of course arc valley arcs valley village yes. which we love yes so. yes um okay so how about well, you don't have a dog. I don't. But you're, you're, I was going to say your sister. That's weird. Your daughter has a dog. <laughs> yes. So. Megan has a Winnie. Can you imagine bite squatting for your dog? I can imagine them bite squatting <laughs> for their dog. Yes. And she may be listening because she was at Fit Fest this morning. But what I'm saying, I get it. Like, I get it. I don't, that part of the reason I don't have a dog is because, or a cat, is because I have this fear of like, oh God, I have to go like spend my last dollar on cat food. And that's from my (laughs) 20s when I did that, you know? And I was like, oh God, I have to support this and keep this thing alive. I have a fear of that. The restaurant group, Craft and Crew, who has Stanley's and Northeast. They are the the doggiest humans. Yeah, and Pub 819, 819, I guess, in Hopkins. They have a whole dog menu, okay? So you can have your dog start off with your Von Hansen's meats pig ear or your marrow bone, followed by turkey mutt loaf, 
with the yeah. optional pooched egg mm-hmm. and the peanut butter banana pup cream, yeah. which is, of course, non-dairy featuring Izzy's ice cream. Mm. And you can get the whole thing delivered by Bite Squad. Um, it's just crazy. Then they follow up the meal with the Nilla Woofer. Dogs eat free from Wednesdays from 5 to 9. They have yappy hour discounts every day from 3 to 6. So they have a whole like dog menu. No, I know. So Megan and I brought Winnie to Stanley's Northeast because that's one of theirs. Yeah. And we were on the patio. The heated mutt hut. Well, this was in the summertime, but let me just tell you, we were on the heated, we were on the patio, and in the summertime, you can pick up a dog bowl with water, and and you fill it with water, you pick up a mat in case it's too hot on the ground, and they can land, there's dogs everywhere, and everybody's behaving, and everyone's chill, and it is, it is awesome, and they have that little pizza, dog pizza truck, too. I just, patio. Yeah, it was so cute. I, I mean, like, it's brilliant. It's obviously that they're dog lovers, but it's brilliant to create that kind of a, you know, to fill that hole, to fill that gap. And that you can bite squat it is so funny. That to me is beyond. Because if you're But at I home, mean, honestly, if you're, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Can we, um, <laughs> since, <laughs> why are you laughing? Just the idea of like, you could make a peanut butter thing for your dog and it won't know the difference. And then you, to, in order to then like bite squatting something in seems strange. Hey. It does. I'm just saying. Dogs are a part of our family. You would bite squat for your child. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jake. Okay, two little, we're just dribs and drabbing here. Two little sadnesses for St. Paul. Yeah. I feel sad that the last day to get a delicious pizza at D'Amico on Grand Avenue is going to be Sunday. Come on, they had a 25-year run. It's they good. had the endless glass know, of red wine. There's D'Amico and Sons all over the place. You can still go get them all over. Not for St. Paul people. Uh, well, this is you drive you drive other places to get things. I know, and now I'm going to have to because I really do like that turkey salad with the cherries. It's still in Edina. I just it's still sad. in all over the place. Here's another little sadness. Yeah, that the Como Park Pavilion restaurant was sold. Yeah, to Lancer Catering. That's just sad. Is it? Because yeah, St. Paul has another just little sad corporate type restaurant to eat at in the summer. Good. Woo! Yay! That has been a rough spot, though. I know. And I will tell you that I think that the neighborhood is a part of the problem with that spot. Okay. So the things that they want and the things that they approve and the things that they say and then the fact that they don't show up and, you know, it's like people people think that they want something and so then they push hard to get it and then they don't really... They don't use it the way that they say it. Yeah, they don't support it. And along those lines, Steph Shemp had an interesting thing on her Instagram story just talking about how it's a really hard time of year for these restaurateurs. And if you're in St. Paul and you're a Revival or La Grola or a Moscow on the Hill or a Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and people can barely get to your places because they don't plow, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. And try to get out. If you can walk places and support them, whatever you got to do. We went to the Happy Gnome this week and ate. Like, you couldn't even drive anywhere we had to walk yeah no i know and that's the same with restaurant week we were just talking about and we don't know how it you know we never know until afterwards to do the metrics on how it actually went but all i can tell you is that there are servers who i've talked to who are like yeah i got cut again you know i don't i haven't worked in like you know a normal week shift you know in probably a couple like weeks and it's just like that rent week is coming up and that's tough for people because they can't make the monies that is a bummer All right. Yes. I think we're going to go ahead and take a break. Those were your dribs and drabs for the week. We will be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are so happy to be joined in studio by (laughs) taking a sip. Seth. Seth. Chef Justin (laughs) Sutherland. I got nothing right today. Actually, nothing right. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. It was a big week. There's 
seems to be some controversy over whether or not we have to give a spoiler alert before we talk to you. Really? Uh, the Star Tribune like, comments were irate that did, there was not a spoiler that. alert in the headline. Uh, well, I think it's because people don't watch the show in live anymore yeah. because everybody records it. And so then they and wait. And therefore, that is not the newspaper's problem. No, that's problem. their fault. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so. but uh, spoil- No spoiler alert here. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> He's we, here in studio. Yes, yes. We, uh, we, have, uh, we have Justin Sutherland, who is competing on Top Chef. A magnificent run, but unfortunately. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. You had to pack your knives and go. I did. That's did you cry? Not- What's that? Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I mean, everyone's got to go home at, at some point. But yeah, I, my only the thing that was most uh, upsetting for me is that I didn't I didn't get a last chance kitchen ch- shot. I, this is the thing that I was, I was that, angry about. That was about. also in the comments. There, yeah, yes, I was a little bit. I've gotten bummed. a lot of feedback like that. Yeah, so. like why not run it to the end? Right? I guess, or it would have been easy. You know, it would have been better to go home the week before. At least had another shot. So right, right. Except for and that I like that you couldn't go to Macau. Wow, well, that would have made me pretty sad. Yeah, why don't you pour some salt in the wound? Right yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to be sexist, but I bet you Padma would have been a, in a bikini at some point, too. And what? she what is so doing? beautiful. We did have a boat party. Yeah, oh, there was yeah. a boat there. And you took full advantage of the boat party we and did, the slide. And that was good. I love Padma it. and her bikini. Yeah. It was, uh, you had good lake stories about like being fishing on the lake. And yep. I liked that piece of it. Because I, I think people think of boats like on the coast as like the oceans yeah. and... I thought you brought the lake flair. Yep, yep. So as far as like, okay, so the hard part was, I think, of course, JD Fratsky was in the house. You brought your, you brought your boy over, and uh, and it kind of cried a little bit when I found out he was coming. Yeah, that was a very sweet moment. It was, it we was. all loved. He's my, he's I mean, we guy. all love JD. Everyone loves JD. Is that where you first? Why is he your mentor? I mean, honestly, I mean, I've been going to strip club. I mean, I think for three years straight, I never missed a brunch at strip clubs. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I met him first just as a patron. And, you know, that's when I was coming up as a chef. And you could see into that kitchen and watching him come out into the dining room. And just like when I saw him, he was just a different kind of chef than I ever, you know, experienced in yeah. working or seeing. And I was like, God, that guy's cool. I kind of want to be like him, you know. And then we became friends. Then I worked at the strip club. So that was the first place I worked for him. Um, yeah, he's just a he's just an awesome dude. And I was like, I want to be like that guy. Yeah, I love that story. Yeah. He does. He does have a really good way about him. He does. He's... And so cooking for him and being a part of that thing, that was, and then sort of not getting and plating too soon, that was kind of your, yeah. the moment. That, that hasn't happened. I mean, that you hadn't had that happen. Mostly we see people going, you know, crazy and then trying to get it in under the wire. Oh, uh, that happened to quite a few people on that dinner. Yeah. Right. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it was. I mean, funny in the haha moment. Of course, mm-hmm. we also, by the way, have on the line, we have Kelsey and Sarah, uh, who are actually still competing. Are you there, ladies? Hey, we're here. We have the Queens of the South who are coming up to Minneapolis, or St. Paul, actually, both, in uh, next week for a dinner and to hang out, which is kind of awesome. Are you guys excited to come up? Yeah, can y'all make it a little warmer, though? I'm we're going to no, try our we're, hardest. We're hoping you bring the warmth. Yeah. Hi, girls. Excited yeah, to see okay. you. Do you guys have sort of like, this is, okay. Do you have boots, first of all? Yeah. I mean, I live in New York. I've got all my New York gear. So does Sarah. We're not that dumb, y'all. Describe New York gear. Yeah, I was going to say, a police is not going to cut it, ladies, to be clear. We've got big puffy jackets and gloves and boots. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. You're really pregnant now, Sarah, so you're kind of insulated, right? <laughs> yeah, and hey, Justin, I don't know if I told you, but I'm going to bring a couple bottles of the Top Chef whiskey for the dinner. 
I am super excited. I think you did tell me that a while ago, but thank you. That is amazing. Now, is the dinner sold out, you guys, or is it? It the dinner is sold out. Okay, so you but you can sort of press your noses up against the window and maybe see the ladies (laughs) and say hey. I know. I'm excited. I'm actually going to come to the dinner, so that's going to be fun. Um, so ladies, now is it is it you guys? This has been in my mind. This Top Chef, you guys seem to gel really well. This seemed to be like a friend pack that I have not seen before in the show. Do you guys kind of all keep in touch with everybody? Yeah, we love each other. Yeah, we've got group text. We talk every day, um, send each other, you know, inappropriate pictures, funny <laughs> comments. Um, yeah, we, we've stayed really close. There wasn't one dud, one person that you were just like, oh, bye. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's canceled. Yeah. Call Pablo. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I have to tell you guys, the viewing uh, that I watched this last time, I was watching and I and I had it on record and so then there's a moment during your quick fire challenge in the garden that I had paused the TV because I was like wait a minute what was that and I sent Justin a picture of it there was a cake in the in the pictures in like they were panning over the kitchen and there was this sort of moment where they passed over it had nothing to do with the challenge it was clearly something that had been constructed at like 2 a.m. in the morning but there's a massively tall cake what was that about so, yeah, so I decided there was all this fondant left over in the house from the dessert challenge that we did with Eric Repair, and I had never worked with fondant, so I just sat down one day, and, you know, that's actually not a cake. That's a huge metal container covered in <laughs> <laughs> But it, I started it, and then it, like, everyone would walk through the kitchen and stop, and they would make little pieces and decorate it, and it stayed there for quite a while until it was just rock hard. I'd like to add that Eddie also yes, Eddie had a was, part in that. Eddie Eddie had to teach me how to use fondant because I had no clue. It was like an interview day, and it was like towards the end when there was, I guess there were six of us left. And so it was like sometimes it would just be you and one other person in the house. I think it was just Sarah and Eddie while we were all in interviews. And we got back, and we were like, what the hell is <laughs> happening right now? Like they were decorating a container with fondant and they were like really into it. Like it was a challenge. And you got to think there's a lot of downtime and there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that we don't as viewers get to see. And so I think that to me, that was just a moment where I, you can kind of get that little glimpse of that. It's not mm-hmm. produced. It's nothing that the producers like planned or knew about, but clearly that was like a real piece of all y'all. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love that. I know. I I was coping for little props on that. She's working on it. I was working on it. I can't help it. I I love it. So if you guys are, have you guys have either of you ever been up to Minnesota before? I have been there a couple of times. I had family that lived there and I have a lot of family from like the Chicago area and some that moved over there. I went there a couple of times as a child and I just remember the beautiful, when you pull into the city, how amazing that art museum is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is just stunning. And and that's about it. Other than that, I have no, I, I don't know anything. I'm excited to see the city. So My if you think about like, what do, if you would say like, what do Minnesotans eat and you can't count Justin's food, but like, if, what would you, what would be the thing that you would like expect to eat when you come up here? Pike and walleye. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Not that's bad. pretty good. Kelsey, didn't you live up here briefly? Yeah. About. Uh, my dad did a, like, he was a doctor, and he did his residency up there, so I was actually born in Atlanta, and we moved to Minneapolis when I was two months old. Wow. So, weird story. So, we're going to start claiming you, because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's lived here for any period of time, they become a Minnesotan. 
And then, so Kelsey, you, your mentor was Gavin. Oh, are you going to go? Are you going to come up and visit Gavin? Because he was your mentor when you were on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I'm, I'm super excited about seeing his restaurants and just him. And, you know, that was something that we talked about when I was at Cafe Balloon. So I'm glad I'm actually finally making it up there. Yeah, we got reservations uh, Wednesday night. Oh, good. Kevin's coming up, too. Oh, get out. Yep. Oh, my gosh. From uh, Iowa, right? Yep, yep. Me, Sarah, Ke- uh, Kelsey, and Kevin. Where yeah. are you going to go? Which one, Spoon? Are you going? Well, we had reservations at Demi, and then they bought the they sold the entire thing out that night. So he called, and he was like, uh, <sighs> we'll set you up at Spoon. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, we're super stoked to eat his food. But That's going to be We fun. wanted to go to Demi. We will. You will. You'll get around to it. So, Justin, has this experience changed the way people interact with your restaurants in town? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Can you say all your restaurants? Because I still think that it's not clear. <laughs> I think I always miss one. <laughs> um, they've, you know, obviously they've gotten busier. Um, but I think, you know, the expectations are, you know, re-raised or higher again, which is nice. I mean, it's, you know, lit a new fire under the staff that, uh, you know, I tell them every day, like, you know, everybody who's coming in has has new, higher expectations. We can't afford to have an off day. So, right. It's know, true. It's, it's, it's definitely good. So Handsome Hog is like the biggest, you know, I think probably the most popular yeah, one. That's that you're, definitely, you know, that's and that's baby. your namesake, you know, the one that you planned and then what you brought to fruition. Yep. Um, Pearl and the Thief, of course, was the one that was open, but then closed. Yep. And you opened it while you were on while I was on, on the uh, show. Yep, yep. And so you're relocating that. And so we that's going to reopen at another time. One of the biggest things that's happened is that you have been named the culinary consultant for Allianz Field, which is the brand new Major League Soccer Stadium. Yeah, super, super excited about that. That's going to be an awesome partnership. Um, I love their vision, really trying to t- keep everything local, tying everything to St. Paul and, you know, using me to help uh, bring that story together. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, Justin. Congratulations on a good run. Thank you. We'll Thank see more you. of you, I have a yes. feeling. You will. We'll be right back. Bye, ladies. Bye. Thank you all. This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.